podcast this is tuesday february 19th this is the 106th show of the catch 22 podcast 106th episode of the 22 coming at you and i gotta tell you there's not much to talk about but we always make it through i always say that shit and then i find something to ramble on about and we end up uh I end up being late for my train because I park and I end up talking for two more minutes longer than I should. So let's see where we go with this. I guess we do have stuff to talk about. All right. Jutting into traffic. That's the first thing we'll talk about. All right, we're sitting. Oh, Jesus Christ. The sun. <laughs> Sun's right in my eyes. Can't see a goddamn thing. So we tape this every day for my own personal catch 22. The inevitable commute from home to the train station, and uh, had a little problem starting starting the old uh, Explorer last night at the train station. I was a little concerned that maybe wouldn't get out of the train station parking lot, but took a couple tries, and we ended up all right. Started off with no problem this morning, so I mean, it's just, it's, it's just going to make me nervous until, I don't know when, until it actually dies, I guess. But we're, we're not going to talk negative. Hopefully it's this old gal keeps trucking along. I think she just likes to remind me sometimes, you know, who's in charge here. Uh, let's see. All right, well, interesting uh, conversation yesterday with uh, the folks over at Weed Maps. You know, a couple weeks ago they protested outside in my town here about weed maps, put it up a fucking billboard, and I let them, I sent an email to them saying, well, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek about how ridiculous they're being. I called them heroes, and then listed off every other thing that is more urgent in this country than fucking stopping me from getting high, right? Or anybody else, for that matter, from getting high. And, of course, I've not heard back from these frauds. They go out there, they're fucking signs for a couple hours on a Saturday. I mean, come on, man. So I sent them an email following week, sent it forward to Weed Maps. Like, look, I'm on your side, man. Check it out. This is what I'm This is what I'm doing in my spare time just to fuck with these people because, you know, they need to be fucked with. They need to be fucked with. So... And let me just be clear about this. I, pre- I think they're just misguided. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just will- willfully misguided or stupid. All right, because one of them was complaining. I didn't see this newscast, but somebody told me that on on the news they're interviewing somebody, and he was talking about how he was upset that his daughter got addicted to crack, which has nothing to do with fucking pot. But if your daughter got addicted to crack, that's shitty, man. But don't blame pot. All right. Yeah, you could say gateway drug. And listen, man. Just you hang around a certain element of people. I tell you what. Gateway drug, sure, because if you're buying fucking marijuana from a drug dealer, and there's there's coke, whatever. You going to are you going to parties and you're getting drunk and there's marijuana and there's coke. And then who knows? You run to this guy or that guy and this We always kind of knew though. 
all right, we always kind of knew what, all right, this guy's a scumbag, or this guy takes it too far. Like, you don't want to be with this with this group, or whatever. We always knew, like, the skeevy people. I don't know. That was me. And my friends. And my friends pushed it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, you know, we, were, we had our heads on the right way. We knew what was what. We knew what we were. We knew it wasn't our ultimate uh, destination. It was going to be, like, doing drugs and shit for the rest of our lives. But we kind of always knew, look, at some point we're not going to be able to get drunk every fucking day. <laughs> or, like, three times, four times a week, whatever. But we're still going to enjoy having a beer or a glass of wine or, a, you know, a little, a little whatever you're, you know, bourbon or whiskey or vodka. Like, we're, Jesus, the fucking sun is directly in my eyes. I don't have any, any sunglasses. Uh, no, I don't. They're, they're at home. So, Weed Mops got touching me after I sent them to that. They're doing an article on the billboard of Connecticut. And I get, I, it's not even really controversy. It's not. It's just these schmucks that went outside on a fucking Saturday. The biggest problem I have is still with the fact that the, that the media in this state, after an addiction billboard went up, after the Weed Maps billboard, they made it into a, this whole dueling billboards thing. Like one has to do with the other, which clearly nobody's going to Nobody's going to rehab for pot, okay? Nobody. Look, you can get addicted to anything, okay? If you... You can get addicted to video games. You get addicted to... I mean, positive stuff, too. You can get addicted to golf, right? You get addicted to... I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this fucking line down. You fucking fools. Assholes, man. I just got to make... I got to make that move, man. I can't, I can't sit by these fucking people as they pussyfoot through a yellow light during a rush hour. I've got places to be, man. Fuck. Trains are late this morning. So the guy, so the guy from Weed Maps contacted me. Long story, long story short, not really. Long story wrapping up. Uh, Weed Maps guy contacted me. Asked me about this. I'd mentioned that. Like, look, it's not a controversy. These people are fucking... Are the outliers. They're nobodies. The billboard... Nobody cares about the billboard. It's there. I've not seen... I mean, I haven't heard anything like on a community level or a town level. There's nothing... There's nothing to it. But, he, you know, he asked me what the benefits were of... And, frankly, I know people who are ill who are prescribed it and... You know, it's a shit. It's like you feel like uh, it's not some miracle drug. It's not. It's it's a it's a good drug. It's a it's a nice drug, and it's got multiple benefits. And also, it's fucking fun to use sometimes. But like I mentioned to him in the in my responses, like you know, I have I know somebody who has Lou Gehrig's disease, and that's it brings some amount of comfort. That's not good. I just don't like. Make a model of my car on the side of the road. <laughs> it was like a mirror image. That was like true detective shit. Me looking, me looking ahead to my future self. Wayne Hayes over here looking into the future. Um, 
you know, and it's, it's more, I don't know how much comfort it brings him, but he, he takes it. He does it a couple times a day. And, it, and when you have Lou Gehrig's disease, it's a motherfucker, that disease. I mean, it's a poor guy. So any amount of comfort is invaluable, okay? I don't care if it's... I don't, I don't care if it's like the pillow between his knees at night or if it's the wet, you know, the warm face cloth on his head or he's smoking a J. Whatever comfort you could bring somebody in that situation is invaluable. It, sh- it shouldn't even be debatable. Like, it, is, it, is it worth it to give this guy comfort? Yeah, of course, yes, it is worth it. And I know somebody who's had cancer for decades, literally. Okay, and at some point in the past... I'm not sure exactly. We'll say in the past decade or so. They're prescribed Oxycontin. Now, luckily, and I told this to the, to the guy from Weed Maps, this isn't an addiction story because many of these stories end with terrible addictions. We know this. Okay, we've seen it. This is not an addiction story. But over that prolonged amount of time, what kind of damage is Oxycontin doing? You're taking it every day. Is it necessary? Yeah, it is necessary. Is she is she taking too much? No, I don't think so. She's taking a prescribed amount, and she's taking it under a doctor's supervision. All right, she's not. I know this person's not going to the OD on her. She's not going to start taking too many of them. Okay, she doesn't like taking them to begin with. She doesn't want her pain meds. She's against the pain meds anyway. And maybe because she knows about the damage that they can do to, like, your liver and stuff. But I, but I have to wonder, like, what, what's the difference if you go back 10 years, if you go back and she's and she's able to take... Right, and that's the other thing. You don't have to cycle off of it, right? Oxycontin, I don't think you can just stop taking I think you have to cycle off of Oxycontin. I'm not sure if that's accurate, 100% accurate, but... I, I, something in my mind is telling me that that's true. I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me on that. But you don't have to cycle off weed. If you're taking weed for pain, you can take a little bit more. You can take a little bit less. Or you can take none at all if you don't want it. And again, he asked me, like, what I felt about adult use legalization. And of course, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, of course, right? But let's be clear here. What are the benefits of it? I told the, the basic benefit. Look, some people, it helps them think creatively. Some people, it helps them sleep. Some people, uh, some people, it just helps them enjoy a fucking ice cream sandwich a little more. There's, there's more stress relief. Okay? And again, okay, we, maybe we don't have all the long-term effects down. But we know the long-term effects of alcohol. We know the long-term effects of these other drugs. I, I'm gonna. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's as bad. I don't. Again, studies don't exist. I don't think. I don't think it's as bad. I ain't gonna bring up the youth. Well, you know what, man. The youth can go into daddy's liquor cabinet, like everybody else fucking's done for the past fifty years, and sneak some Seagram Seven. Okay. That's what I did. The ki- kids, are, kids, if they want to drink, they're going to find a way to drink. And kids, if they want to smoke, they're going to find a way if they want to smoke. And that's now, when it's, when it's not legal in this country. Right? So, looking forward to hear back 
from Weed Maps. I was happy to do the interview with them. Um, and I guess I guess I guess I'm the, I guess I'm a voice of, of uh, the voice of I ninety one yet again. The twenty two baby. <laughs> so not for nothing, man. I, I guess some people just like to, just like to get a little high sometimes. Okay, and it's just like with bourbon, you can t- you could take you could do two drinks, you could do seven drinks. It's gonna be much different. Okay, with pot, you could take two hits off the one hitter, or you could take a joint to the face. And again, it affects different people differently. I know people who that's another thing. You could pretty much guess for the most part. Okay, not gonna go shot for shot with everybody, but after three, four, five, three or four drinks, everybody's impaired. We know that, right? And some people it's gonna t- it might take them a little more to get sloshed, whatever. But weed is like the one thing where I could take three hits, and another kid could take could take bull rips to the face, and he could be functional, and I could be the one passed out drooling on the couch. Or just it's just a different there's different effects on people. And for me personally, it affects me differently. I, I think also it's got to do with like the strain or whatever. I'm sure there's science behind it, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure certain strains, uh, you know, I forget, I, sativa and the other one, whatever the fuck. I'm sure they're all. I, I'm sure there's some kind of science, and they're, they're mixing them and stuff. I'm sure like somebody could tell you. Uh, some uh, article came out yesterday. We're gonna transition. Here's my. My transition sound. Um, article came out yesterday. The Giants were shopping Odell Beckham. And uh, look, I think... I don't know where we're headed with all this, but with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, with the, how they're handling their contracts, how they, how, they are, how they have handled or how they are handling their contracts. Anthony Davis is another one. So you're... Everybody's a toss-up when they're at a certain level, okay? So who knows what Odell's going to do? You know, he's got whatever his extension was, five years. So who knows what he's, how he's going to react in year four? I have no idea. Okay, he's acting shitty in year one of it. Um, so we might be headed this. We might be headed this way. Or headed this way with any superstar athlete uh, that thinks they can do better than their current situation. Or to protect themselves from ruining their next opportunity. So, but they're shopping Odell anyway, which I think is just a mistake. And then the Patriots showed interest in them. And like big time interest in them, I guess. And if the Patriots want somebody, it's a good bet that it's a great bet that you're making a mistake, Senator. Because if they can, if the Patriots think they can get something out, you're just saying you're not as good of a fucking organization as they are. You're saying that your coaching staff isn't as good as they are to do, and your coaching staff isn't as good as they are. But you're 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 conceding that if they want if they want a player, you it's a good bet that they're going to win that trade. Uh, it didn't work with Josh. Um, not Josh Gordon. It didn't work with. Yeah, it was Josh Gordon. Didn't work with Josh Gordon this year. But, I mean, it worked for the Patriots. Um, so that one worked out. 
where where it didn't hurt like the Browns were trading them away, but I just you you can't you can't try and one up the Patriots. And look, Chris Sims reported, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't read any sources about this. I didn't. I got a, Chris Sims is kind of a goof. I'm not sure. He was, I don't, I'm not sure he's actually a journalist. I'm not sure what he is. But um, if the Patriots are looking, are pushing hard for somebody, you have to reevaluate what you're doing because you want to be the Patriots. You don't want to be the Browns. You don't want to be. You don't want to be. Who, who was it that who they traded most to them? Was it the Raiders? Who the fuck traded them? You don't want to be them. You don't want to be the you don't want to be the team that doesn't think they can keep up with the Patriots. So look, you need to re, you need to rethink your philosophy if you're trading with the Patriots because if they think that they can get something out of a guy, you have to wonder what the fuck can't we get out of this guy that they can't. I don't know. They're the gold standard, man. And if you're not trying to live up... If you're not trying... I'm not saying to copy what they do. But if you're not... Trying to be with them on some level of excellence... You're going to steal some of their thinking. Alright? Read the book. Read Gridiron Genius. There's a lot in there. Not everything. There's a lot in there. Okay? They're the gold standard. That's how you want... That's... How you want your franchise to be, and it's gonna be impossible. It's gonna be hard to do when you have you don't have Tom Brady. Yes, but there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it without a superstar quarterback. We know that. Jerry Goff was just in the Super Bowl. He's not a superstar. Trubisky was in the play. Oh, they lost. Trubisky won a playoff game <laughs> before his kicker lost it for him. So that you know you don't need to have the puzzle pieces matter, but the philosophy trumps everything. Uh, I, I don't want to get too much into this, but the, this Jussie Smollett case out in Chicago, I don't, there's no, the full details aren't in, but he got jumped, called, called derogatory names, and was sent back with it, was sent back, uh, was, was left with like a noose around his neck. Now, this, this is a despicable crime, if that's a crime, but even more despicable would be if it was a setup where they staged this whole thing to get attention. I mean, that's low. That is as low as it gets. If that's the truth, um, and I'm not, I'm not going to. There's a good article. Well, I didn't read the whole article, but there's an article on the Ringer uh, today about the like the knee-jerk culture, the the reactionary culture to, to this whole thing, and that's true. Yeah, look, we hear this. It comes over the news. God. It's all over the news, and of course we're gonna, be, we're gonna be upset about it. It's fucking devastating to see this happen to a young man. But the whole, the other the other problem with this is the attention that this person craves. You crave attention so much, you're willing to do this that if you're fucking pinched, it's gonna hurt your cause. It's gonna hurt the cause of thousands of other people who are going at this the right way every day. Okay, you're gonna hurt their cause. By doing this, it's selfish. Welcome it's stupid. So I'm not sure. I don't know what the benefit. I don't know what the benefits are. I don't think there are any benefits. 
And like I said, I think it's just, it's gonna, at the end, it's more of a disaster. All right, we're finding a parking spot here. At the end of the 22, kind of a rambling 22, I got to admit. We said we had nothing to talk about, and it was a little bit of a struggle at some points today. What do you think? You can find me at the Commuter 4 on Twitter. Tell me how much I suck. Tell me how much you think weed should be illegal everywhere and you should be burned at the stake. Or if you just want to get high, man. Some people just want to get high. Let's not forget that. Nothing wrong with that. So, have a great fucking day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, don't take any shit from anybody. We'll talk to you soon.